Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Decision Hour. I'm Adam, and with me, I got my buddy John again this week. John, how are you? Doing fantastic, Adam. I Excellent. love it. I love it. I got to remember that we're actually on video here. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, listen, we are we are continuing the conversation. We've done five episodes. No, I'm sorry. We've done seven episodes now of Let's Have a Conversation. We got another one for you today, and this one, I'm guessing this one's probably going to poke the bear uh, a little bit. I'm, I'm guessing this one's probably going to rub some people the wrong way, and that's okay. That's what we do. That's that's part of this. Let's have a conversation, right? Uh, but John, why don't you tell everybody what what are, what are we talking about today? Yeah. So what we're starting off with the point of departure for tonight is that the woke left. In America, the ideology that uh, has really infected the country over the past, actually, several decades, as it turns out, uh, is very, very similar to the fundamentalist Taliban ideology Ooh. that we're currently seeing rise again in Afghanistan. And we're starting to see some of the horrors of that. And for we got to remember that people, you know, this is a 20 year old war, so, or the 20 year old event. And so a lot of people don't remember that the Taliban was in charge when we went in and was doing a lot of the same things that we see them doing now. You know, they're killing people for not wearing, you know, face coverings, killing people for being associated with certain things, going to school, being educated, those sorts of ideas. So I have made the case before, and this is a recent, it's a recent realization for me and probably the past six months maybe a year but i just started to notice how the woke left woke ism as i call it is a fundamentalist ideology because it displays the characteristics that fundamentalist ideologies uh show whether it's isis or the taliban or uh, you know, Muslim Brotherhood, whoever it might be. But so we got to understand just a little bit, a, a little bit of info, just a touch of background that we are fundamentally religious cre creatures. It's part of how our brain is constructed. Right. And so it's a natural way for us to think. And um, so, um, and, and I just simply say that the left, which used to be very much a an ideology, uh, they, were, they were fighting for economic justice. They were fighting for the little guy. They wanted to make sure that labor didn't get screwed over by management. That's the, they had an economic battle on their hands. But now it's very much a, a ideology, almost a religious type uh, ideology that essentially the left is trying to push on the, on the rest of the world. And you can be fundamental about political and social issues, as we've seen, and as I think we'll talk about here. And so some of the characteristics is they know what the right answer is as they walk into a conversation. They're committed to that answer. They're likely to get angry with anybody who argues against their right answer. They reduce everything to a single or very few causes, like the oppression arguments, right? And uh, ultimately, ultimately, it's it's tyrannical and uh, 
it results in mob rule, shout downs, no conversations or opposing, um, you know, no, no opposing discussion or debate is allowed. You're simply shouted down. And, you know, they, they have done things like banning free speech, banning, banning people from social media platforms, uh, labeling people as a racist, labeling them with, uh, you know, as something they said is hate speech. Uh, they deny objective truth. They focus on uh, uh, the individual's perception of the world or their lived experience, which is the new lexicon. And uh, you know, as soon as as soon as their position or their argument becomes untenable, they simply change the equation. They simply change their position. And a good example of that is here recently we've seen. You know, there was this whole "my body, my choice" thing with with um uh with regard to abortion my body my choice right and then all of a sudden those same people are screaming that everybody has to get vaccinated and the my body my choice doesn't apply in that situation so it's it's very interesting so you know i started to refer to them as the fundamental left the authoritarian left uh it, it's a it's a, a, a i view it as a fundamentalist woke ideology that's very, very similar to the Taliban's fundamentalist views, shutting down opposition, uh, positions aren't, aren't necessarily logical, they're not bound to objective truth, refuse to consider contrary opinions, and they brand them as heretical, they resort to militant tactics on the ground, and they're forcing their views on the larger culture, and, and we've seen that, we've seen these displays, you know, you've got the whole, the BLM and the Antifa stuff, forcing this ideology you know by force with violence and that's just two very very small examples all right so you have said a lot here so i, I want right. to go back here just a little bit and um i want to talk a little bit about first off you you mentioned the woke left where, right. where, where did the you know woke come from where did where did that exactly come from any idea i have no idea. And what, what exactly is that supposed to mean? Like woke. I think of woke and it's like, all right, people are starting to realize what's going on, but that's that's not what that means. Or it, do, right. it doesn't seem By like that's what it means because we're, we're tying it in with the left, like the woke left. Well, if the left was woke, then we wouldn't be in this issue that we're dealing with today, my opinion. Sure. Yeah, I, I, I did ask. I've asked several people about that. The best answer I got, and I can't confirm that it's true, is that woke means that you are awakened to all the injustice in the world basically it's an oppressor oppressed thing it's a so it's, it's an old marxist idea that the fun that the yeah, uh, uh right. postmodernists posted in the 60s so it's borderline victim mentality it's absolutely it's absolutely that the world is viewed as as oppressor oppressed and you're either an oppressor or you are the oppressed now i i, I want to ask you this question because you said the woke left and then you 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 stated you you mentioned the taliban you mentioned isis right you just mentioned marxism are we saying that they're all the same thing uh, i would uh, they let, have let, let me rephrase it let me let me rephrase it are they would they fall under the same umbrella as far as like definition uh no i think they would all fall under under the fundamentalist umbrella okay not necessarily like i, I don't think the taliban are necessarily marxist okay 
Fair enough. Right? Fair enough. So you so you're saying is that the, the, their their ideals and their beliefs are kind of the same as in, in one with some different things here and there that separate them as a group. Impl- implemented, I would say, implemented with very similar tactics, very similar, uh, well, very similar tactics, whether it's psychological or physical. So what do we see happening next? Like, I, I, I know Afghanistan, the Taliban, you had also mentioned that before we went there in 2001, the Taliban ruled or was the government agency, if you will, of Afghanistan. 20, 20 years later, because as we re, as when we re, recorded this episode, we're, it's, it's the month of September. We're, this month is the 20-year anniversary of September 11, 9-11, which, which drew us into Afghanistan to, to begin with. Right. Now, 20 years later... Is history repeating itself? Uh, well, of course, that remains to be seen. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see if history repeats itself. But it yeah. kind of is. We're we, back. It's like Groundhog Day. Right. You're you're back at the beginning again. Only this time, they're much more heavily armed. Well, that's because we gave them a like Christmas came early. I'm sorry, they don't believe in Christmas. Uh, whatever they they got. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like. We, Present, the day for yeah, presents. Yeah, it was it was like here, have you know sixty-seven Blackhawk helicopters, have hundred and twenty armored vehicles, have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of rounds of ammunition. Yeah. And it was like, let's just I don't know, it, it blows my mind. John, I, I can't understand I guess my question, John, is what's our ideology? in doing something like this, why, why would we? So that's, that's actually a really good question. And, and so here's something that I found very interesting. I have commented on this before in, in videos on, you know, on, on my channel. So we roll into, we rolled into Afghanistan in a very, a very, close to fundamentalist Muslim country, very conservative, that's the word, very conservative Muslim country. And we did things like fly the, um, what's the rainbow flag? Fly the LGBTQ pride flag, yeah, yeah. there you go, the pride flag over our embassy. Well, that's the kind of completely tone deaf things ethnocentristic activity that america does that it's so ugly american you know we rolled in there trying to trying to impose our beliefs on those people to include you know the form of government obviously they didn't want it um yeah, but well, hold on. Let me stop you there for real quick. Yeah. Is it that they didn't want it or it was their government that didn't want it? Because there was a lot of people, mind you, that benefited from us being there. A lot sure. of the, 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 the 
I know a friend of mine who was an author. He was actually a, a Marine interpreter in Afghanistan for many years. He's a Hollywood actor now. And he, like, he was all for us being there because it helped women and children. And, and let's just focus on that for a second. The, women, the ideology that they had prior to us going in in 2001, women couldn't go to school. The kids were, you know, yep. X, Y, and Z, whatnot. And I get that it was a different, uh, a different, um, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. It was just a different, different culture that they had there. Right. Right. The women and children alone were able to go to school once we opened all of that up. Men started thinking, okay, that's a good idea. Let's have all this blah, 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 blah. It was that. It was kind of like I hate to. I'm not necessarily comparing this to to us here in America, but it's kind of like our government here, where they want to control the rest of the population on how to do things. You can do this. You can do that. Where I guess where's the difference there then? Or are we trading like, one bad for another? Yeah. So that's a good question, and I, and I don't. I don't and, pretend to have an answer. And I'm, and, and I'm not saying that we're we're bad. We're we're certainly we have our flaws and whatnot. And I am certainly not saying that the Taliban is is good. I'm certainly not saying that. I am not saying that. Let me be clear. I'm saying the ideologies are you have what John stated earlier about the Taliban and, and their ideology, and then you also have the United States. And John just mentioned we go in with our ideology. Right, and we try to change things up to fit our ideology because we think that that's going to be better. And for the most part, right. for the last twenty years, we did a lot of great things there. Um, that the people, a lot of people, loved us for. Right, but now you look at it, and it was like, was it all for naught? And and I don't think it is. And I know that we have a lot of veteran veterans uh, that listen to this show, and I'm I'm, I'm certainly not saying that it was, it was for not, I'm, I'm not saying that. Sure. And I, I mean, you got to ask, so that I have question. A very, you have to ask that question. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. I think it bears, it bears asking. I know what my personal answer answer is. And I, I even put it out in a message what I call the message to Afghanistan veterans. And maybe it's the professional warrior in me. You know, but from a personal perspective, it, it was never about somehow conquering Afghanistan. It was about going over there and doing, doing my job and serving with the finest Americans, right? You know, ever. That was. <laughs> it was almost like it was almost like, you know, it was an end in itself for me personally. Uh, yeah. So I know I'm prob- I'm probably I guess a little unique in that perspective, I don't struggle. Okay. So you and I talked about it. I didn't sleep for a week after the initial disaster in Afghanistan. Right. I didn't sleep for a week. And a lot of my friends, I was contacting guys who, you know, guys who I don't talk to every day and and they're texting me and everybody had the same issue. And all my friends at work here, of course, everybody's a veteran. Everybody was all kind of twisted up about it. Um, but I don't dwell on it and think about was it all for not. 
uh, I just don't. I it's weird. I I don't. I haven't thought about that. I know a lot of other people are though. All right, I know so a lot of other people are. Let's let's go back to the ideology sure. side of this here, and we're bring bring it back into the the ideology, and and it all ties in together for for the the most part. But we're we're comparing the the woke left to the talib current Taliban in Afghanistan now. Yeah, and that we're saying. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we're saying that the ideologies between the two are the same. We're saying that the methods are the same. Methods are the same. I'm sorry. They have many of the same characteristics. So what happens now then? Well, so let's look at what we've seen. All right. This is going to get to some of what we were talking about before we started started recording. So do you remember, it was a couple of years ago now, but there was a tactic that was being used in northern virginia for sure northern virginia and dc area where blm and antifa people would confront white people in restaurants and on the street and they would surround them and they would scream and yell at them trying to get them to take a knee trying to get them to they were provoking them uh, definitely provoking them. I saw this one video that was on the news that was really pitiful. It was really despicable. Uh, this poor lady was surrounded in a restaurant and was just getting verbally pummeled and she was terrified and had no, no opportunity to defend herself or anything. And, and she just happened to be there eating lunch or something. And she happened to be a white woman and got surrounded by a bunch of wokesters who, you know, probably all live in like Loudoun County, Virginia or something. Um, and they were just screaming and yelling at her. It was, it was crazy, absolutely nuts. But yeah, so what, what's going to happen? I, I don't know. That's one example of what's already happened. We've seen the Antifa and the BLM riots happening. I thought those were I thought those were peaceful protests. Oh yeah, they are mostly peaceful. Sure. Yeah, they they were mostly peaceful. Mm -hmm. Kind of like that was a mostly successful exit from Afghanistan. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, but in all seriousness, yeah, you know what does come left, you or or next uh, from the left. You know they've taken control of the government. Uh, I hate to say this, but it's almost almost a good thing that this disaster happened because it kind of put them back on their heels a little bit. But you bring a, let's talk about that for a second. Sure. With the the woke ideology and this happening, do you think more people are becoming woke and realizing what's going on? Meaning that this had to happen in order for us to pivot and make a change for the good of our future. And, yeah, and, so, and, and that's a lot to really, I mean, there's a lot there in itself, right? Here's how I've put it over the past couple of weeks. I have said something akin to the following, that Americans, 
have had the opportunity to look behind the curtain and see that the terrifying big wizard they're seeing on the screen that's presented to them is not only not terrifying, but he's a pitiful excuse for a, you know, for a man. He's nothing like what is being projected. And they, they've, if they are listening and if their eyes are open, which I think a lot of people's are, they're looking at this whole event that's happened with Afghanistan and they've realized all these experts that have all these degrees from fancy places that suck the intelligence out of your head, all, all these so-called experts are idiots, right? I mean, the average American is looking at them and going, you guys are idiots. So they've lost tremendous credibility. Uh, the government has right, lost right. tremendous credibility with that. And so that alone is a, a huge, I think, a, a huge step to stop deferring to the Fauci's and, you know, guys got like, uh, well, a lot of the people that are, that are in the current administration holding pretty key billets, you know, uh, oh, winking deer in the headlights, blinking secretary of state. Um, you, you know, that, that's an example of a guy who's just so obviously in over his head. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. And, um, yeah, anyway, no, I, 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 now you're getting into what I think is the, is the, our ideology here as government, at least with this current administration, because we, that's what we've said, but I think it's just more than the administration. I think there's a lot of people that are involved in it that are just lining their pockets. And that's my own opinion. You, You know what though, that, that, so first of all, I don't dispute that. There is always, always money changing hands, right? right? Somebody right. is getting, but the, somebody's like, getting something. But, but the, that's like St. John, I, everybody has a price. Exactly. Right? Okay. So what's yeah. the, what's it, what's, what's your price? What's our price then to change our ideology? Oh, well, oh, ah, you mean like payoff? Mm-hmm price what's how much money would cause somebody to change their ideology here how much money is it to change your ideology or how much money do you need to turn your cheek right and not see Mm -hmm. our ideology and what we're doing that's an interesting question i've not really thought about that well so a congressman let me let me let me let me interrupt you real quick yeah so in, do, in doing that, how many people that that are not only – and I'm, this is for you listeners out there. It, think about what that price would be. And and, just, and hopefully a lot of you think, well, you know, I can't be bought. I can't be bought. Great. Put yourselves in these politicians' positions where they have to do so much and make so many promises to so many people that – are their supporters that are funding their their political campaigns and yada yada yada, and somebody comes in with a, a very substantial amount of money and says, "I'm going to give you this money, and I want you to just go ahead and turn your head. Don't look. You're not doing anything wrong. You're just turning your head. We're not asking right. you to believe in our ideologies. We're just asking you to turn your head and not look at what we're doing." 
Same thing can be said about well, the Taliban. Taliban does it. ISIS does it. They do it in Africa, right? They go into these small communities, you know, these tribal leaders and whatnot. They do, hey, here's a bunch of money. Don't go past that sand berm right there. Right. That's it. We'll keep feeding you. We'll make sure that you have food and whatnot. Meanwhile, Taliban or ISIS whatnot, they have training camps out in the middle of the desert in in Africa. And this is this is not a secret. This is this can be this is all found on the internet, folks. I'm not saying anything that I shouldn't be. But they have gone in and they pay these people to turn their head. It's the same thing that's going on here in here in America. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the price i think every individual would have uh certainly a certain price and i think there's very few individuals particularly in the crowd that's in dc now that are unable to be bought um and half of those individuals are probably already totally bought right. and can't be rebought <laughs> well, because, that's, they that because they're probably on their way out these the, these politicians that have been in in that are older than dirt i mean you got some in there that knew george washington when he was president i mean there's some really old people in politics right now and the problem with also, that is that right. in this and not to jump off the topic of like this is why we need term limits and yada 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 but the problem is is you you get stuck with an ideology and you have these same people in office that have not done anything for many many years and now they're not, and they've made their money. Sure. So now they're they're not worried about themselves anymore because they they got two feet in the grave and they're just waiting to lay down. Now they're worried about their families and their kids as kids, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they want to continue that chain. And that in itself is is an ideology, in my opinion. Um, it, yeah. Anyway. Well, it certainly doesn't help. It, it certainly doesn't help with maintaining a an America first agenda, a traditional American values. I'll just use that phrase um, agenda. If there's money flying around everywhere, and if you are incentivized to do nothing but try to keep the self licking ice cream cone going um so let me throw something out okay and good friends of mine who who lean a little further to the left will go crazy over this one but i'm like look in new hampshire if you want to be a representative fine and good you run for representative and you get elected well you get a special license plate and 100 dollars a year and a locker inside the state house that is it. There is zero incentive monetarily, almost zero, <laughs> zero incentive monetarily for, for somebody to run for New Hampshire State House assembly, right? So you become an assemblyman, you, you're not making any money. Right. You know, you, you're doing it because you love the community. You're doing it. Hopefully, that's the that's the idea. Is you're doing it because you have a burning desire to serve and to try to make things better uh, for your constituency. And so, look at the federal side of it. And we've got people. Joe Biden's a great example. Who's been there fifty plus years, uh, has, has is so disconnected from 
what normal Americans have to do with is have to deal with in the world is is fabulously corrupt. You know, a, a congressman or a senator, I can't remember which one, but they they make about 170 ish dollars a year mm-hmm. is their salary. Right. How right. is it that these people have hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank? You don't do that on 170 grand. Um, well, their spouses a, get have these great companies and those companies just happen to be dod contracts and, and or, or contracts for other countries pharmaceutical and, and, stuff and they're right. just making the, and then they you know mind you being a politician you're excluded from what goes on in the stock market and when i say excluded that means you can do all the insider trading you want yeah and you yeah, won't get you won't get in trouble for it now if right. that doesn't oh okay yeah, I'm going to stop right there. I, I, well, so that kind of, you know, that gets into sort of what we were going to thrust into was, was, you know, we've got this woke ideology that has affected the, that has infected the country from top to bottom, education, it's infected corporate America now, which, oh, by the way, is now acting as they are pseudo state actors now, when it comes to enforcing, doing things that the government can't. So the gut, the, the, the corporations are uh, they're enforcing censorship like what happens on social media right they're enforcing censorship inside of corporations uh through the hr department they're enforcing vaccine that uh vaccine vaccine mandates um through the hr departments right and so corporate America is infected with this woke ideology. I'm sure one hand is definitely washing the other there, but, you know, because why would, why would a company like, you know, I don't know, Coca-Cola or name, name the other large corporation, Bank of America, why would they do something that was going to harm the country? Uh, and, and I don't pretend to know the answer to that other than they are simply hitching their horse to the wagon they think is going to win ultimately. But yeah, this is kind of delving into what's going to happen here. What, what can we anticipate from the, you know, from the woke left, if, if the ideology is not defeated by what I call normal Americans, but there's fewer and fewer normal Americans. Yeah, this is, although, you know, well, I saw just I was talking to one of our girls about that this this past weekend. I saw a really good lecture. Right, actually, it was a podcast, a discussion on how the universities are committing suicide or have committed suicide through all this this crazy gender studies stuff, and basically the the humanities have been destroyed by the woke left there they have zero credibility and they're lo- the, the universities are losing credibility it's kind of like the left-wing media people just the, don't believe anything but the, if do you think they're doing that on purpose well it was certainly on purpose well, here, yeah. here here's why they're doing it here's my theory of them doing it on purpose they're trying to and whoever they are government people that are running the government people who are running the people who are in our government 
you you have to take it. We mentioned this in another show. This is a psyop, right? We're, and and you have to pick certain things and start breaking those things down. We're breaking down the American education system. It's been horrible at a much lower level. You know, I'm not talking like an elementary and high school level already, right? Some some yeah. uh, schools are, are, are just really bad now you go post-secondary education you get into the college you know your community colleges your university your colleges and your universities and you start breaking them down how do you break them down you put people with this woke ideology in as instructors whether they're in the classroom face to face now uh you know online schools are are great they've made it convenient university of phoenix started online schools back in 1989 and they've made it very convenient now everybody in the country all these universities in the country has some type of online program you have to but when they're doing right. so they still get these instructors that have this woke ideology and they push that narrative to sure you know and why do they do that this because the schools come out and the people who are in charge of the school where did the money you got you got to follow the money i've said this before i'll say it again you have to follow the money you want to know why somebody's ideology is the way that it is follow the money you follow the money you'll get answers left and right with everything well and, and, and but I, what if you're a, let me ask you this though let me ask you this what if you're a 25 year old you know, new college grad, you got a master's in, I don't know, women's studies, and you have a woke ideology, but you don't have a, you don't have a dollar in the bank. How do we fall the money on that, on that person? Because that's what a lot of these folks are. A lot of you're, these folks are young. You're, you're right. They're all young. And, 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 and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going through this situation myself uh, right now. Yeah. My son doesn't have that woke ideology, fortunately. But we're starting to see across America universities that are changing to that because they want to. I guess they want to be like everybody else with it. They they follow well, the CDC and they follow the the FDA's and and, and all this other stuff, which is uh, this is getting into a whole nother topic, I, I think. But it, it and we could probably do this for a show as well. But like, who who's really in control? It does make you wonder. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a fair point to ask that question. Uh, but you know, back to our original point of departure, this is what we're seeing. We're seeing this fundamentalist approach to an ideology which is being applied. In this case, we're talking about the universities. Yeah. Think about it. There's zero discussion. Right. The students don't have any power to really argue back against the professors. They are. Uh, can be branded as, you know, having engaged in hate speech or something. And the next thing they know, they're up before some, some student faculty tribunal, uh, you know, getting accused of all kinds of stuff. And getting kicked and, out of school. Uh, and getting kicked out of school. And, and, and this is stuff that has happened. So it's, it's just very, it's disturbing, uh, if it wasn't real, it would be interesting to observe, but it is real. What? And stuff like this is happening. We've talked about ideology, the what, and we've talked about, you know, what it is. And, and we've covered a lot of why we think ideology is what it is. I want to, I want to transition into 
what can we do about it? Like what, you know, right. what, what, is it, let me ask, like, is, is there something we can do now? Is there, is there something that our listeners right now can do about whether it's, whether it's, don't take our word for it. First off, look up ideology and, and research it yourself. First and foremost, that, sure. that, that's one thing that you can do. But John, what are what are some things? Is there anything that we can do, or the listeners can do ab- about ideology, or, or try to either change? I I don't even I don't even know what to say or, or what to ask at this point. Well, so I, I don't. First of all, I don't pretend to have all the answers. I will tell you what what I am trying to do through. Uh, what we're calling heroes boot camp. We're calling it heroes boot camp because America needs heroes, yeah. and she, and America needs everybody to become a hero uh, and to be a warrior and, and and fight. How do you do it? What do you do? Well, I'm getting ready to do a short video on on how to get in touch with your congressman and senator, and a few pointers for writing a letter or an email or, or or something to a to one of your representatives, so you can actually have a conversation with with your representatives the other piece like we've talked about we've hammered on over and over and you touched on is you know make make sure you understand why you believe what you believe so that when you have a conversation with someone who believes the contrary you are able to articulate your idea as well and that seems like such a small thing but if everybody, if every one of us really, really understood why we believe what we believe, and then had a conversation with our neighbor or one or two or three other people, and had it in a respectful, you know, had a real conversation, a two-way conversation, uh, who knows? You, you know, you might be able to turn the tide. I mean, hell, that's how we got here, right? It was, it was by, you know, we had outsourced so much of our education and thinking teaching people how to think that the next thing we know we wake up and 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 people are thinking that america is a systemically racist country that is that is bad and they're embarrassed uh of the american flag i mean it's it's absolutely crazy um but it's it's nevertheless it's where we're at so we got to have conversations with people and yeah, if they're a died in the wool wokester, they're probably not going to want to have a conversation with you because right. that's not the way they they'll operate. Be, they're, they'll be too one-sided. They're not open-minded about it. And that's, it's sad. Right. Well, but the other piece I would, I would encourage people to do, and you mentioned educating yourself about the ideology, just a little bit of research to figure out how we got here. And the way we got here was, Marxism in the 20th century kind of got a few got polished up a little bit in the postmodernists, which was devised by intellectuals who were teaching in college in the in the late 50s and into the 60s. And then they started teaching this stuff. And over the several decades that that followed, it gained traction in, in various ways. And all of a sudden, you've got a, a nihilistic morality you've got this whole idea of oppressor oppressed uh that is uh, so widespread today uh you know you've got people think about this you've got people living in america many of them middle class kids talking about how they're oppressed because of their skin color 
you know, are you, are you insane? You are in the top 0.01% of human beings in terms of wealth and opportunity in the history of mankind. And you're saying that you're oppressed. Give me a freaking break. Yeah. I understand that there are, that, that there's differences. I understand there's the super rich and there's the relatively poor, super poor, what we would call them. Although those, even those people are rich by global standards and exceedingly rich by historical global standards. Um, so there's, there's very little context for this whole argument of oppressor oppressed. Nevertheless, I would just encourage people to understand that that is the ideology that God is here in order to recognize it uh, for what it is. I, I don't have anything else on ideology. <laughs> I, it, it really just kind of like... No. <laughs> Like John's sitting here, you, and those of you that are watch, those of you that watch this video or whatnot, my blood pressure is boiling right now just, just <laughs> because he, I hear the word ideology, and it, it's, I want to throw punch somebody. It, it's I say that joking. No, I don't. I'm well, it's unfortunate. And back to the and back to the fundamentalist idea that we initially talked about. What's really unfortunate is how difficult it is to have a conversation with somebody who disagrees. I, you know, and that's, that, that blows my mind because I really look forward to having conversations with people that I don't necessarily agree with because I guess I'm just like, oh, I could, I learned something like, okay, I see why they, 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 they feel the way that they feel or they, they think the way that they think. I don't agree with it, but I have more respect for the person individually because I've listened to that. And because of that respect, that gives us something to work on to work to find our way into the middle of stuff. But the problem yeah. is you, you don't have that. You don't have anybody. With, we've lost complete respect for one another as, as, as human beings, in my opinion. We don't have... Interesting in a time of mass, such mass communication, the ability to communicate oh, has never God, been it's, better. It's so easy. Well, look, take us for an example. Yeah. Literally on opposite ends of the world. And yep. we're having this conversation, you know, yep. it, it's, it's, it technology. It, there's a lot of good and some bad, but there's, it can be very good, especially if you use it for good. And that's a big thing. Uh, why John and I thought this was important when we first started this series, let's have a conversation a couple months ago. Now, you know, we, we started this off. It was like, all right, we're going to, we'll probably do three, four, maybe five, episodes of let's have a conversation this one marks uh number eight uh when this pops out and uh and we're already talking about adding on to to more and it and it's just a lot of it is decision making as in as I'm, as we're wrapping this up i want to remind everybody the show is called the decision hour and we have to make that decision to sit down and have these conversations tough conversations not all the conversations that john and i have we haven't agreed on everything we're still friends we we uh you know we've we've we certainly have agreed that we we don't know everything and the reason why john and i we made the decision to sit down so we could show you and encourage you to have these tough conversations with people in your community, with your neighbor, 
with your person down the street, with your politicians, and you know, at the city council, town council, whatever, state. But it it starts with you. It starts with with you. You have to make that decision. If you want to see us change, you know, John, a lot of people say, well, you know, it's the elections were this or that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I thought about voting, but I didn't. And, you know, because what, what is my, what can I do? We're telling you, we've been telling you this shit for, you know, we've been telling you this for, for, for literally months now, folks. It, yeah. You can make a change. You just have to make the decision. And it starts by making that decision to have these conversations. It's that simple. John, parting words. Uh, you know, I think that was a fantastic way to leave it. You know, have the conversations, do what you can, do your little part. America is made up of. 350 or 60 million little individual parts everybody's got to pick up their part of the load and uh, we got to try to clean up this mess and part of it is having conversations and opening up dialogue again i love it you know one of the things here uh that we do at the decision hour and through heroes media group is we like to recognize veteran-owned businesses um here and we got a veteran-owned business here today John, tell us about your business. Semper Savage is veteran-owned and family-operated, making the finest marinades and dressings on the planet. Pick yourself up a Battle Buddy two-pack or a Fire Team four-pack today at www.sempersavage.com. It's homemade flavor in a bottle, and you are going to love it. Thank you, John. And I concur with everything that John just said. It will make your taste buds dance. All the flavors are amazing. Absolutely love them. Uh, that's all the time that we have, folks, before we let you go. Check out Simper Savage. Also go to Heroes Media Group, our parent network. Check out all the podcasts, articles, and sponsors of the network over there. Simply go into www.heroesmediagroup.com. For John, I'm Adam. Till next time, you've been listening to The Decision Hour.